Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome. I'm your host, Ramonda Jan, the founder of Women Thrive Media, visibility expert and inspirational speaker. I founded this global community for women, so every woman who is starting or running a business can feel like she has found a place to belong. So every woman is empowered to use her voice and share her message with the world. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today's guest is Vicky Midwood. Today we're talking about your addiction does not need to run the show. And my guest is an expert and actually an addictions eliminator. Hi, Vicky. Good to have you on the show today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to speak to you about this. Yes, me too. Where are you joining us from today? I'm in North London today. Yeah, in the UK. Beautiful. Well, today we are talking about your addictions does not need to run a show, whether they are big addictions, whether whether they are just something small that actually constantly tapping at you and does not let you have freedom. Um, Today's episode is going to be covering just some of the tips and advice of how to overcome addictions, maybe and seek out for help if you need it. So my guest today is Vicky Midwood, aka the Addictions Eliminator, an integrative health, nutrition, and lifestyle coach who has been in fitness and wellness world for over 30 years. She's a creator of Blast Method to create great health, reduce anxiety, and eliminate compulsion to self-sabotage with food, alcohol, or both. She helps smart, successful business owners and professionals reconnect to themselves so they can be fully present and living life that they love. And of course, Vicky is actually one of our authors for the Women Thrive book, Inspiring True Stories of Women Overcoming Adversity. So Vicky, today's conversation is going to be powerful. Well, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited about it. (laughs) Me too. And why is it such an important topic to be discussing right now where we are? I think addiction, that just that word, has so many connotations for people and usually negative. Um, and my kind of powerful desire is for us eventually to stop looking down upon addiction as something bad or wrong or or something terrible um, and maybe think that if we are addicted in any way to something that maybe there's something wrong with us because we're not broken and there's nothing wrong. It's usually a response to a way that you feel or it's a way of of helping you to just feel more comfortable less anxious and just a little bit happier in yourself so you know addiction is not a bad thing um but we need to look at it differently and talk about it so much more than we do yeah I I do feel that and I think this is where a lot of people struggle internally and perhaps don't seek out for help um, I want to go into a little bit of your story. What has been your experience and how you got to doing or uh, specializing in this line of work? Well, my story is a very, very long one, but I'm going to try and cut it as short as I can to give you kind of the, the key things that 
were profound for me and that maybe people can perhaps resonate with. So I I hated the way that I looked when I was a very young person. Um, I knew that I looked different to my to the rest of my friends. I had ginger hair, I, I was freckly, uh, I was quite broad, and they all seemed to be very slim and, and have kind of perfect teeth, and I just felt different. So I wanted to change how I looked from a very early age. And as I got older, that kind of went down the road of me trying to lose weight. Um, and I was rubbish at it. I was rubbish at dieting. And I discovered that I could literally have my cake and eat it. I couldn't not eat, um, but I did want to lose weight. And so I would read all of the books and all of the information that was around then, obviously pre the internet about what, what you should be doing. And it was all about calorie counting and, and exercising. And I couldn't stick to it. And I felt like a failure. So I discovered that I could make myself sick and, and get rid of, of the food. Um, and that then became a habit in itself. And so for me, that was that was a journey that went for, for a very long time. Um, and to be quite honest, it didn't work a lot of the time. It didn't help me to lose the weight. I still was very unhappy in how I looked. And that's when I picked up alcohol because I recognized that with alcohol, I could feel more confident. I wasn't fully focused all of the time on how I looked, what I was eating, what I wasn't eating, what people were thinking about me. Um, and it just allowed me to, to be a little bit more extrovert and a little bit more outgoing. And I thought that it was great. I loved it. And, and that's how I stayed for a long time until I recognized that I thought I was in control of it but it became my controller. And, and when I wanted to try and change things and cut down or stop drinking totally, I recognized I couldn't do that. Um, and I didn't want to go and get help. The only thing that I knew about addiction was that it was a bad thing, that you must be a bit stupid, that there's something wrong with you, that you're flawed in some way, and you should be able to sort it out for yourself. <laughs> Just get a grip, use willpower. Um, and that's why it took me decades to get help. Um, and that's why I feel so driven to help people to find out that you don't need to wait for decades and you don't have to either just go to your GP or go somewhere like Alcoholics Anonymous or Overeaters Anonymous. There are other options and there's a lot you can do to help yourself. Wow. Oh my God. It makes me really want to cry hearing the story. Just imagining how many other people perhaps been through this self-sabotage cycle or have had to really harm themselves with food or alcohol to, um, or drugs, matter of fact, to basically overcome these emotions. What sort of things have you discovered further down the line in, in your line of work um, in terms of what you specialize in and the tools that you have learned along the way? I think the, the biggest thing for me was understanding that I needed to stop separating my body and how I looked from who I was as a person because I, I kind of literally chopped myself off at the head. I, I believed that I was intelligent and, and that in a lot of ways, I always wanted to be better than 
other people. I wanted to be smarter. I wanted to be the one who knew more stuff. Um, I recognized that I was quite arrogant and I was quite grandiose in my thinking. And yet when it came to my body, I was totally out of touch with it. I was punishing it. I was hammering it, um, abusing laxatives and, you know, making making myself miserable with the words that I used in my head about how I looked. Um, and over the years, I found that that's the common denominator for, for so many people with addiction issues. We want to be perfect. We don't want to feel less than. We're high achievers with massively high expectations of ourselves, but also of others. Mm-hmm. And, and that can, can cause big problems in how we feel and think about where we fit in society. Um, and people pleasing is, is something that I didn't recognize initially was, was massive for me. 